0: Okay, so hello, everybody. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Data Engineering Show uh, presented by Eldad Farkash right here. Hi there. And boss Farkash, that's me. Uh, we are related. Uh, we have the same parents, which makes us the data bros. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with us today, uh, from Agoda, we're lucky enough to have been joined by Amir Arad, Director of Machine Learning, and uh, Sean, Sean, your last name, please. Sean Sit, S-I-T. Sean Sit. Sean Sitt. Yeah, I had a hard time finding you on LinkedIn, you know, because your your name overlaps with a lot of uh, options there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did find it eventually. So uh, Sean Sit, so a senior dev manager at GoDaddy, currently managing the data platform. Uh, so great having you guys uh, on the show, and. You know, I wonder before we start, just, you know, at Agoda, because you're in travel and all that, how, how, isn't it frustrating working around travel data all the time? And you guys are at home. I mean, don't you want to travel all the time? Are there any travel related perks? How can we get some inside information on how it is to, you know, be frustrated, but enjoy travel life at Agoda?
1: So yeah, you must travel in order to be a worker in Agoda. Like it's not allowed to be stationary. Uh, You get fired. If you stay at the same place for too long, <laughs> uh, yes. And there are lots of perks, and everybody that go to travels all the time. So uh, Kind of
0: hard in COVID. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, bummer for those who joined Agoda during COVID and didn't enjoy all these perks. <laughs> <laughs> Any recent exciting
2: trips that you guys were on? Uh, I recently went to Phuket. It was lovely, absolutely lovely. You guys should come whenever travels
0: open up. I'm jealous. Yes. I am jealous. A few moments of silence. I recently, <laughs> uh, I recently came to the office after working from from home for a long time. That was refreshing. Then I went back home, then back to the office. Not fair. So similar, guys, similar, right? You guys had to go to Phuket <laughs> and all these exciting places. Uh, okay, so so let's start with the, with a, a short intro uh, about you guys. Uh, tell us what you do at Agoda uh, beyond uh, the fancy titles.
2: Sure. I can go first. Um, so as you mentioned, I'm, I'm senior dev manager at Agoda. So I manage the data platform teams here. Um, I'm currently managing four teams. Like it kind of, um, they, they they together like manage the entire, like, uh, deal with any, anything that's, that's data related in Agoda itself. So the four teams manage the, um, the pipelines, the, um, our data lakes, um, the data applications, self-service data applications that we built for, for anyone, else, anyone in Agoda to use. And then lastly, we have a, a team as well that manages the, uh, use the, the UIs, like creating UIs that make uh, the experience cohesive for, for all these uh, tools and uh, platforms. How many people are all of these teams combined? Um, under, in, in my area, we have about close to 30 people.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. And Amir, how about yourself?
1: So I'm, I'm complementing Sean's effort by doing the machine learning part. Uh, we have the machine learning platform that we do in Agoda and uh, a lot of tools and cool stuff that we do to help data scientists uh, get their pipelines and get their models into production. And other than that, I have a few teams that do uh, actual business applications like personalization, uh, marketing efforts that use all of the amazing data platform the tools that Sean is building. Uh, to improve the experience of, of their Agoda customers.
0: And how uh, many people over there?
1: It's changing all the time. But uh, the entire data platform... like At Agoda, we have 4,000, I think. In data platform, we have 300 people.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay, that's great. So so, so let's talk uh, data. I mean, Agoda, I would imagine data volumes are through the roof. What kind of data volumes are we even talking about?
2: So... Um... If you're asking about like uh, messages on Kafka, which is our main data pipeline, uh, like how data moves around in in Agoda itself, we do about trillion or so messages a day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if you're talking about our data lake, um, that comprises about like tens of petabytes worth of data.
0: So Amir, from on the machine on the ML front, a typical slice of you know. Data chunks that you guys look at. How, how how far back do you go? How many events are you looking at? How much what, what data volume? So,
1: in terms of, of let's say predictions done daily, so we we just passed the sixty billion predictions we do per day from our models, and all of that is based on like historical events and, and future predictions that we make. So, huge pipelines processing billions of rows every time.
0: Let's uh, so so let's break down the the you know the data stack for a second. I wonder. Sean, you know maybe if you could elaborate. I mean, Akoda has been around for some quite some time. What does the data stack look like, or, or how many data stacks do you guys have? You know, how does it evolve through the years? How does it look like today, and how distant is it from how it was in the past?
2: I, I think like uh, today we we like I mentioned like the data pipeline we're using Kafka for that. Um, we we obviously for Elasticsearch we're using um, Elasticsearch for logging. Uh, we we have Grafana with a with a custom time series database. Um, called White Falcon. It's built uh, in-house. Our data lake solution is HDFS. Um, then uh, we have Yarn, um, Levy, Uzi, Spark, um, a lot of custom ETL tools. Then we have also some um, data governance and discoverability tools. Like uh, we, we have a schema registry that works nicely with Kafka. Uh, a data market is, is our um, like discoverability tool. And then we have custom like data validation, data quality tools as well. Um, in terms of like querying, we are using uh, Impala and Vertica. So that's, that's our ad hoc querying story. Um, and then uh, you, you, for, for UIs, uh, we're using uh, Hue and then a custom uh, unified data portal. The, the team that I mentioned earlier that, that makes everything more cohesive. And then visualization tools, we have uh, Metabase and Tableau. Um, some custom dashboarding stuff for funnels that we built in-house as well. And then and that's that's the data stack from from for my side. Uh, Amir, what, is this? what does the machine learning side look like?
1: Yes, yeah, so on top of that, first of all, we're using all of this. And, and on top of that, we have some cool uh, in-house build stuff, like a notebook platform that we built uh, and uh, Python orchestration tooling. Um, we are using MLflow, which is a very cool uh, model lifecycle management tool and a lot of Spark jobs uh, also for, that are used for machine learning as well.
0: Are you guys on the on the public clouds or are you guys self-hosted, self-managed? Everything
1: we on, are on premise. premise.
0: Everything on premise. Yeah, bare meta. We
1: got, we we live inside the data center. We connect the cable <laughs> ourselves.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's why show us th- the real background for a second. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's why you can travel <laughs> yeah. all the time. The travel perk includes you must stop at the data center and minus 15 and in New system. Jersey data center. <laughs> 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 you guys mentioned, a lot of uh, homegrown tools. Maybe the time series, how do you call it? Falcon, you said, Sean? White Falcon. White Falcon. Um, First beautiful name. Yes. I mean, the other names are not almost as impressive. As Just almost that is a good almost reason. Almost as good as far. was a good reason to start the <laughs> products yourself. You can name it yourself. You get created sure. White Falcon. So,
2: so why why not go from for something off the shelf? Uh, I think it's for several reasons. Like uh, we obviously do... Um, try and try out like other time series databases we've always uh take a look at what what's out there benchmark ourselves around those and uh, do the feature set comparison um, it always comes down to a cost performance ratio uh, we we think that uh, building it in-house and we've had this for for a long while and it's been very much um, a key enabler for us to to store a huge amounts of um, application matrix on it um, and across multiple data centers that we have around the world um and also so so it's it's pretty Pretty good. It's pretty great. Um, shout out to the
0: White Falcon team. What uh, you know, so, so the data stack I would imagine serves a lot of use cases. So what are the the, the, the most interesting ones or, or the bigger ones running on top of the platform?
2: I think I think the the interesting ones, uh, obviously, I think would be, I want to say um, data market. It's it's kind of like uh what what uh similar to I guess data hub or uh, um from 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 other Companies, um, I think Data Hub's from LinkedIn, and Watson from Lyft, I believe. Did I get it right? I, I don't know, but um, ba- basically, uh, yeah. So, so like uh, data markets. It's our our discoverability tool that that has been uh, instrumental in um, our data democrat- democratization story, uh, making sure that you know data is. We um, like we send a lot of data. It doesn't make any sense if nobody uses it. So we got to make sure that you know there are tools out there that that make it. So that uh it's easy to find the data that you're looking for. Uh it makes sense. Um, it's it's of high quality, it's usable. Um so so that's like uh it's it's really been been one of the main uh drivers for us for like uh data usage in the company. When uh what was the project launched?
0: Sort of how how long has it been in place?
2: I wanna say like uh let's see, two, three years ago, like that's when we when we built it. Yeah. In in your current stack, how much of it you consider sort of
0: modern? I'm happy with versus legacy. We're always in the process of sort of trying to modernize.
2: Uh, I think that's like a tricky question. I guess for any engineer, you, you're never like fully happy with the solution that you have. Uh, you always want to improve. Um, I never I met I a happy engineer. Like... They're never truly happy. Almost, <laughs> it's almost always, almost there. Almost
0: always forward looking.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's so, job security, so, uh, right? We're never done. <laughs> So I, I would say like uh I think I think for for us um areas which we definitely can improve on, um I, I would say is uh around the area of like decoupled storage and compute. I'll be honest, like we we are a little bit behind in that regard. Like uh we we have not made that shift. Um and and that that is something that we are actively working on right now. Um, and it's going to um, you know, give us that next generation data platform. Um so, so that's something that uh yeah. How do you go about such
0: a project with those data volumes? How how long does it take even to evaluate, given the the, the massive different shift it would involve?
2: So so that's one of the pain points, I guess. When you work in data, I think the 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 biggest uh, pain point is always migration. Like the all, the technologies, everything, all the technologies are pretty cool, like everything. But but you, you have in order to use it, you have to migrate from what you're using currently to to something new, right? And that's where like things become fairly complicated. Uh, migrations always take extremely long times. Um, I guess the key here is to plan, like plan, 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 plan everything. Um, and then um try and um move forward uh, as quickly as you can, as fast as you can, um, uh, figure things out along the way and then um just adapt, right? Adapt to the situation. Um so I I would say like uh migration is always like the the biggest pain point, biggest challenge.
1: Yeah, and also in a good sense, we have so many different types of data users. It's could be, uh like data scientists that can write their own code and, and like uh, wizards and they do everything on their own. And it could be like BI analysts that only know how to do SQL. So, And then you need, during this migration or when you do these changes, you need it to be seamless for them. So that makes every change even, even much harder because nobody should even know that something changed behind the scene. Usually it's impossible. So
3: your users are basically preventing you from for making progress exactly. and moving
0: forward. Exactly. Exactly. We always ask to to just eliminate the users. <laughs> which uh, which teams will be the most uh, you know your early adopters for new tech? Do you have uh, sort of some internal teams that typically champion for for going next gen, even at the expense of painful migration?
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't always.
0: <laughs> She's learning <office>. all <laughs> <laughs> the best <team. laughs> yeah, they, like, like
1: they get the GPUs, they SSH into it and they already start like downloading stuff from the internet and run the latest GPU <laughs> stuff or Tensorflow. and If
3: you look at your tech stack uh, evolution and today you are on premise, does that involve moving becoming hybrid? Does that involve moving to something like S3? Because I guess storage for you is a big thing and a big part of the challenge of migrating somewhere. Uh, or h- like, how how do you think about it uh, moving forward?
2: It's an interesting question. I I, I think like uh, I, I think the 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 thing is like we we've always um, you know conduct like explored the cloud, right? We we, do, we we do constantly explore the cloud. We we do have stuff uh, uh, running um, some 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 stuff running on the cloud. So we we are it's it's kind of but 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 for data specifically, um, we we've always um, done our research and, and, and POCs, and, and we've never find like um, the, the the right um, motivations or the right reasons or the right um, 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 yeah the right yeah the, the right how uh, would I call it like the yeah the right, so right one big thing to, that
3: helps everyone make that yeah, yeah.
2: transition exactly like we, we never find that 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 big push right that 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 uh, that, that gives us that, that pushes us in that direction so far we're pretty happy with 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 on premise um, it also like uh, it it does. I think also like the, the hardware game has changed quite a bit. Like, um, you know, CPU is now the bottleneck, right? Storage is becoming way, way cheaper and way faster, similarly with networks, right? And, and so being on-prem, like it gives us like that, um, it, it does give us some advantage, right? To, to kind of leverage these systems as they come along um, and to explore them. Um, so, so I think like it, it's, it's, I wouldn't say like one is better than the other. It's always, I think in anything, it just do what makes sense for you. Uh, it's just that in agoda we've 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 we're, we we have um the right people, the right expertise and 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 the right um the the right uh, um history as well like uh we, we came from on-prem so so like we we have a lot of uh, uh, knowledge in that area and then like we and so far it, it makes sense for us um I, that, that is to say like uh, in the future if 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 cloud makes more sense like we would be 100 percent on board uh, at this point of time like we're still on premise but but we're constantly exploring though
0: makes perfect sense. Amir, what about you? Which use cases uh, are the ones that are, are, the, are the highest profile uh, within what you run?
1: Yeah, so I think for us, one thing that we got maybe a bit late in the train is like, um, we were mainly a Scala shop. So we're doing a lot of Spark job and huge uh, parallel. We had jobs that using like 13,000 cores for like five hours, like amazing, huge jobs. And but people had to be like Scala expert in order to tune them, in order to get used to them, in order to drive them. So I think we were kind of late uh, to see that Python is now really the the, the go to language for machine learning. Um, so we kind of uh, regret not not building tools for that uh, sooner. But now we are already on par, and I think very soon Python will uh, win over Scala in at least in use cases of of data applications. A lot of the a lot of, let's say, the, the less advanced user already write their scripts, their notebooks on Python, and it made like the time to market of data projects uh, a lot a lot faster and a lot sooner. So that's cool. Uh, and this is one thing that I think uh, we shouldn't done maybe sooner.
0: From a user perspective, I'm a user or I Go-to customer or I Go-to visitor. What kind of things happen in the background that sort of start with the email team that I'm unaware of even?
1: Yeah, so so we do a lot. Like, if you and I both open the, the Agoda website, we will get completely different uh, experiences mm-hmm. based on the past. Like, um, if I like breakfast and I like breakfast, uh, I will see more photos of, of yeah. like of eggs and, uh, and uh, other breakfast stuff. I'm or
3: bacon all the time on your
1: website. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so we, we do try to, to fit the content to what we think uh, you would like and what you care about. Uh, if you're more sensitive to price, then you will get the best offers. We anyway have the best offers, right? But then if we know that that's what you care about in your current trip, uh, then, then you, the, whole, the whole experience will be optimized to that. Um, we do like, for example, we, we, we try to cut snippets from reviews that make sense for you. So if, if you care about cleaning it, uh, then we will take the, the review that talked about, hey, this hotel is very clean, and, and we'll show that one to you. So a lot of personalization effort that goes there. Uh, But even before you came to Agoda, right, all of the marketing that goes behind the scene, the email, uh, the pop-up notification, everything is kind of uh, optimized to make sure that you get uh, what you want and the information you need on the Agoda website.
0: Where typically does the initiative for a new ML-based project come from? From your team, is it sometimes product-driven? How sort of does the thinking around new projects for ML look like?
1: Yeah, so that's, that's something that I think we do very coolly. Uh, the, the scrums that we have that our machine learning, they're always a mix of uh, ML engineers, uh, data scientists, uh, and the PO together. And then it's like a three-headed beast that kind of tries to, to set the direction. Sometimes it comes from the data scientists that say, hey, this is something that we can easily optimize. Sometimes it's the, it's the PO or PM that can say, hey, the business should go that way. And sometimes it's the engineering manager that, that can say, hey, other team did this, or uh, we see the, another product doing that. So, kind of a mix of of ideas coming from three different directions, uh, and then gets swirled together, and the best one wins.
0: Thanks. Uh, uh, Sean, I saw a piece you, you published a few months back on Medium called How a Goda Manages 1.5 Trillion Events Per Day on Kafka. Uh, can you share the, the backstory yeah. there a little bit? Did this was this published follow some sort of architectural change or just something that was there for so long and you decided to pass the pass the knowledge out there?
2: Yeah, yeah. I I think like uh like we we were I wanted to write a blog piece uh and contribute to the to the Tech blog. Um so so I thought like this would be a good topic. Um I, I think like yeah, it's it's an interesting thing because like uh it's it's if you if you read the the blog post it's not so much only about the technical stuff right it's also a lot of it is about the human process because we have to you have to remember that agoda is is quite there there are, there are like thousands of employees right so so certain things like uh you need to think about in terms of scale. Not not only the technologies that they scale well, that the human processes scale well as well. And I, I think like that's something that sometimes we do forget as as data engineers that uh, you you have to make the process, you have to ensure that the human processes scale. Um. So so that's that's a lot of the the things that uh, drive towards um, the the how Agoda manages that 1.5 trillion. There's all stuff around there like uh cost management, um attribution, um. Even simple stuff like uh, auditing and monitoring, giving developers the confidence that what they send is exactly what they they will receive, um, and having them uh, that self service ability to just check on those kind of stuff on their own, um, and then um, and the, and the cost attribution as well. I think that's a that's a major portion that uh, that really allows uh, developers to um, manage on their own their their costs, right? Like you you always have to think about like um, after all these are company resources. Like you got to make sure that what you're sending you know, has some business use case, right? You don't want to just send stuff and make the data lake into a data swamp, right? So th- that's not very useful. Um, so, yeah. So how, that's, that's super interesting. So how do you foster,
0: you know, a culture or a way where developers are minded to that? Is that something that from day one, they're, you know, they're, they're mentored to, to think about? Which, uh, or which roadblocks do you put in place to, to make sure that doesn't get avoided?
2: I, I think there, there are several ways. One way that we, we figured out that kind of works pretty well, like uh, we just took a page out of the cloud providers who charge you for every single thing, right? So like if you if you mess up a query, you end up paying for it. If you, how much data you store, you pay for it. So I think just that building that visibility to to allow the developers to see like, hey, this is how much you supposedly will cost a company for sending this much of data or, um, you know, processing like maybe some... Um, um, Unoptimized query um, to to through the actual query um, engines that we have. Um, so like that that itself like has you know driven to make sure like oh you know there is a cost al- allocated to to all of these actions and like I uh, have to take that into consideration as well.
0: How distributed is the engineering team in, in Agoda? Which are locations are you guys spread out?
1: Currently, it's, it's a lot more right because uh, we're working from home, so a lot of uh, people uh, spread around the world. Uh, but usually, we have Three main hubs, so Bangkok is the biggest one uh, with most of ourgoda sits there. Singapore uh, is also big, and we have a small office in Israel with quite uh, right next to you. you can jump, maybe eat a sandwich there uh, it's uh, where we have a lot of smart data scientists there. I think these are the main three, and now we also opened another office in, in India um, to increase uh, the diversity and, and the, the strength of
0: so so what are your main challenges today? What, what, you know, what uh, takes the most sleep from uh, your day to day? What do you worry about?
1: A lot of things.
0: (laughs) Uh, Not again about your personal life. We'll take that offline.
1: Ah, okay. Okay. That's right. (laughs) Uh, No, I think, I think one thing we we find hard, uh, I mean, the success that that Sean talked about, like kind of making data a liability and, and, people kind of owning up uh, to understand that they cannot just send as much data as they want. This was one thing, but still, when you try to kind of uh, change the way that people uh, work with data, for example, in the machine learning, uh, so each team is kind of w- working with raw data sometimes with just sending SQL or building data frames. And we try to shift everyone to, to move to more like a feature store of approach where you first model your data as a feature, and then you start, uh, thinking in this abstraction, okay, this is my feature, how it behaved, how it looked like a month ago, and making this change one team by the other, this is usually the, the hard part. Like I wish I could just press a button and everybody in God would just move to work in that way, right? But usually it's a process that takes a lot of time. So yeah, by the that's, way, this is kind of a challenge this is
3: huge and super interesting and actually one of the biggest things that are happening to engineering to cloud native companies or data driven companies actually moving from engineering building software to having engineers directly connected to the business feature they're building and its cost its 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 value its new terms its new it's kind of a, a broader thinking on how engineering is done and uh, it's fascinating so yes it's everywhere I could say in Firebolt as well this is a big thing. And being transparent and opening the data and giving visibility. As you said, a payload that an engineer an engineer generates payload. And that payload ends up as, as at the hand of the user in some form. And that changes a lot of things. So so thanks for sharing that. Uh, super, super interesting. We should actually drill down on that on, on on
0: on future shows as well. Yeah. Sean, what about yourself? What uh what keeps you up awake at night?
2: um for for me i i think like um <laughs> so so yeah i i think it's it's interesting like i for for me i, I think the the what keeps me out of is trying to figure out like what what the next generation data platform will look like um like and, and trying to see if we make like the right decisions we've made the right bets along the way um because like in, in the data space it's not like um yes yes we're agile but but it's still like things take time to to migrate like you know, there there is some time element involved. Um, so, so that that's what like uh keeps me up, right? Like um, like uh, is is the object storage the way to go? Is it not? Like, is distributed file systems coming back? You know, it's is is the, these kind of stuff, right? Like uh, where is Hadoop going? Where is Yarn going? Right? Where where is uh, like so so all, all that kind of stuff. Uh, by the
0: way, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna reference your LinkedIn account for the second time. Looking at your LinkedIn account, your top line messenger says. I'm hiring, we're building our next-gen data platform. Uh, that. I can join that. And I was wondering if that's there for five years, one year, or, or a few months.
2: <laughs> but, but, hey, it's really, a good it's, tagline.
0: <laughs> it's always true. Yes, that's, true as, that's you, true. as you are thinking about your the next-gen platform, uh, regardless of what the really 3D means, because that could mean a lot of things, what's the objectives? I mean, which uh, you know, what would you like the platform to be capable of? You know, even in in four years, that is it isn't now? Is it more about being future ready, or do you have concrete challenges you, you want to solve in the in the near term?
2: I think one of the things that we want to solve is um, the the agility of the systems, like uh, the agility of the architecture. Um, like if you think about the Hadoop space, like a lot of things back in the Hadoop space are very coupled together, right? Like you you have um, like the yarn is coupled with HDFS, you know it's it's like Uzi only works on Hadoop, right? So a lot of things are, are very coupled together. Um, so so I think like for for us, like for me, I, I'm not I, I'm less worried about like uh, which systems we end up picking as long like uh, in the future we are in a much better position to have that kind of agility to to change something out um, if whenever it, it, it whenever we we need to uh, without incurring like that huge long like uh, timelines of uh, migration, mm-hmm. right? Um. So, so that's that's where I want to be. Okay,
0: now we're going to do a Blitz question round. Uh, we're going to ask you a few questions real quick. Don't overthink, just answer. And feel free to cut into each other's answers because there's two of you. Uh, I was
1: waiting to do it from the beginning.
0: And we will <laughs> count score Whoever answers first, we know. But we love more than the other. It's like <laughs> uh, We're like the parents loving one kid more than the other. Uh, okay, let's start. Uh commercial or open source? Open source.
2: Both. I say both.
1: <laughs>
2: I say that's both. Like be like, pragmatic. Like do do one make sense for your requirement.
0: That's like cheating. It's because, uh, of but, but, that's but, but, because of Vertica. That's because of Vertica. That's why it's it <laughs> both. <laughs> uh batch or streaming?
2: Batch for now. I'm going to say both again. <laughs> you <gotta use> both. <laughs> no, no, no company will use but one. If you had to choose one, if you had to choose one, that's like, no, it's, it, it does. It's not what to, like yeah. what,
0: what makes you feel better?
2: Exactly. Like, yeah. There is
3: no good answer.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, are you are you a batch yeah. person or streaming. Or, or
0: streaming person? Exactly,
2: streaming from Kafka. Streaming.
0: Everyone wants to be a streaming person. We need to uh, <laughs> we need to <laughs> highlight the instructions a bit more for Sean. Sean, don't overthink the answer. Okay, before. whatever, Got Whatever it. you feel is, is is right for you. Uh, write your own sequel or use a drag and drop visitful. Drag and drop. Write your own.
2: Write <laughs> your own.
0: ML team versus the data platform team. Interesting insights come out. So far, no, 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 no answer that was the yes, same. Not agree on, on, on anything. anything.
1: Yeah, we wanted to make it
0: interesting. <laughs> work from home or work from the office? Work from home. Home. Yeah. Nice first agreement. Yeah. Um, but with a little
1: bit, little bit of office here
0: and there. <laughs> um, to, to Uzi or not to Uzi? If you mentioned Uzi so often,
3: the original question was AWS, Google Cloud, or Azure. So Buzz
2: changed that. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yes, Uzi. Uzi. No Uzi.
0: No Uzi. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why not? Uh, I, I guess a couple. like uh, yeah, it's a couple. Like I can't run any. I can't run like Uzi jobs outside of uh, Hadoop. Fair enough.
3: DBT to DBT or not to DBT?
0: DBT. Yeah. Do you guys DBT? Use DBT? Yeah.
2: Nice. How uh how long when did you guys start using DBT? We we only started exploring it. Like uh we haven't like uh done it yet, but there's a lot of um there's a lot of concepts and approaches and ideas that we like a lot. Um and then we're gonna use it for for our internal tools and for the development of our internal tools to 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 match, you know, what what DBT can do. What else do you use for you know
0: um, for ETL uh, beyond? Uh, is it mostly Spark or other stuff too?
2: It's it's Spark. It's, it's driven by Spark, but uh, it's 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 mainly in house, right? Like we have we built we built an ETL tool um, that's based around Spark, but it's mm-hmm. extremely easy to do. It's a whole UI, so on and so forth. Like it's like anyone in the company just goes in, writes a few SQL, you're done. And no commercial sort of traditional
0: informatica style, kind of more these kinds of on prem, uh, ETL integration tools.
2: No, That's not
0: good. needed. Nice. Um, okay, so now after you guys, uh, trying to be so cool for our listeners, it's time Shh. to get real and tell us about one project that was horrible for you guys. It didn't go well at all. So we can all learn from your mistakes. Who goes first?
2: Yeah, that's a hard one. <laughs> what,
0: what What? mistake are you not going to repeat again? Tell us about a project like that.
2: I think for me, is uh, I think the, the failure like uh, uh, is that we, we didn't get into decoupled storage earlier. Like uh, a lot of our systems are still coupled together, and that has hurt us because, like, uh, you know, obviously with decoupled storage, you could always scale compute um, and storage independently, whereas like uh, in in the old ways, everything has to be uniform. Um, so, so that that has like uh, being being slower on the bandwagon. bandwagon um, definitely has uh, has some some impact to us. Yeah, Amir, any glorious failures on your end?
1: There's too many. There's uh, every day. There's a few, um, but again, not about my personal life, right? Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's just about you know, just always feeling that you're moving too slow. Uh, I don't think any anything specific, but yeah, getting, for example, PySpark, I think uh, we we should have done it a lot a lot sooner, um, and and in terms of GPUs, we invested a lot in like building an amazing project uh, around Uzi that will allow you. We tried to kind of do use Uzi to get it outside of Hadoop and run stuff on some Kubernetes cluster with SSH command and stuff. And that was, uh, we tried to break this coupling that Sean mentioned and we failed miserably. Like it ended up being unusable and we threw it away. And now we're trying to rebuild a new solution. But uh, yeah, we tried to to make Uzi do stuff he he didn't like to do. So he pushed back on
0: us but you still uh, said uh, voted for Uzi before
1: yeah it's th- that's why but this is why we insisted right because Uzi is, is, is a great tool uh, even though it's XML based and I think it was built in the 80s and the UI is like as old as like very old like, as BB old as the based. 80s <laughs> yes yeah, something like that uh, but but it, it is very robust and battle tested and allows you for a lot of features and, and there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with it so I wish there was a, an Uzi replica that is not coupled with Hadoop, but we couldn't find one so far.
0: Now let's end on, on a better note. Tell us about the project that did go extremely or something you're proud of uh, that's exciting that you want to share.
1: Yes, yeah, so recently we, we, we built a very cool tool for uh, model monitoring, which is actually very... Usually I just talk about machine learning, but this one is also very close to data engineering, I guess, hardcore data engineering, because what we saw is that okay, people, people build the model, they send it to production, they do maybe an A-B test to see that there is business value and that it's actually better than the previous approach. But then after the A-B test is over, like, nobody is watching over it. Okay, so people see the top-line numbers, people see that like traffic is flowing, bookings are made, people are happy with the, with their product in general, but you don't know what's going on within your model, how good are the predictions that it's doing. So what we build, based on on the stuff that Sean uh on all the, the great pipelines, the Kafka pipelines that we have with Sean, we are sending the data from the model monitoring all the way back uh, to Hadoop. So from the model, the inputs and the outputs are sent back. And we have a, a spark job that crunches the statistics of, of all this data. So kind of trying to find the needle in the haystack. So we go column by column, calculate all kinds of stati- similar to what DQ is doing maybe, or, or if you know TensorFlow data validation, like calculating the shape, of the data that is flowing and trying to, to come to insights about how we changed uh, compared to a week ago, compared to uh, what we thought we had when we trained the model. And, and this turned out to be a very, a very, cool tool. So everything is now connected to Grafana with automatic alerts uh, and um, sure. and uh, yeah, so that, that was a, a very cool win. that's kind of now every, and the cool part was the human part uh, that the model owners uh, they just click a few buttons, register here and there, and that's it. Their model is monitored. Everything goes automatically for them and they get these amazing alerts very cool.
0: How did you, you know, build the justification to, to go after a, a project like that? And how many people were involved?
1: Yeah, that's cool. So we work closely with the data science department and we kind of search with them. What are their pain points in the beginning um, for them? A lot of them complained. Uh, none of them actually complained about that because it was kind of falling between the chairs between the ML engineers and the data scientists. So data scientists care about, hey, I want, I want tools to work fast. I want to be able to have a lot of resources to crunch lot of the data. Uh, and usually w- once the model is in production, um, they care a little less about that. Well, the ML engineer kind of felt that, okay, this is machine learning model, like the data science responsibility. So we kind of noticed that, that nobody kind of Owns that area, and maybe it should be owned by the platform, and that was reason for us to go in and do that. Uh, and also, there was there was a streak of, of, of uh, failures and actually uh, incidents that happened that caused uh, like uh, platform degradation, and it, we said that okay, it justifies to to build uh, a tool for that and a platform for that.
0: So, yeah. so, so now it's your turn to share uh, a project you are proud of or, or a great win. Uh, that you're happy with.
2: I, I, I think I think the the data market, like uh, the stuff that I mentioned previously, like uh, it really, really has um, like uh, beyond that, like the discoverability um, that it gives to to everyone in Agoda. Um, it also serves as a central place to get um, the information about a, a data piece, like a, a, a so so you can get like data quality information from there as well. Um, you get to figure out like uh, who's sending this from where, um, all all that kind of cool information, all in one single piece, and that that really. Um, has has been instrumental. Yep. Okay, guys, I think uh, we're, we're reaching uh, the end of the show. Uh,
0: you've been great. Uh, absolutely uh, exciting to see what is happening behind the scenes with Data at Agoda. Uh, I'm going to think of you guys next time I book uh, a trip or something. Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks you very, very much.
3: Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing so much.
0: Sure. thank Head you around. for having us. <laughs> so we've launched just a few months ago. Uh, we're growing quite nicely, right? Yes. How many views do we have? Very happy. I think we've got like we're in thousands, right? I think, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, not bad. But we want more. With if you like this, yes. help us spread the love. Yes. If you don't like that, spread, you know, vote the love for replacing for me. me for someone else. Uh, That's fine. And, you know, we promise to try our best to keep bringing you the data people from the most interesting data companies. So subscribe, make our mama proud. Help us out.
3: Love you, mom.